This podcast is brought to you from Grantwood AEA, an educational service agency that supports school districts in eastern Iowa with a focus on equity, excellence, and efficiency in education for all children. Welcome to episode 61 of the EdTech Takeout, the podcast that serves up bite-sized technology tips for teachers. My name is Jonathan Wiley, and this is Mindy Carney. <laughs> what's up? Hey, what's up? Not much. Not much. Not much. Not same, much. No. Same old, same old. I was uh, going to like come on and, because, well, it's April 1st for you and I today. It right? is. And Who knows when this podcast will go Yeah, out. right. But um, I was trying to think of some like April Fool's joke, and I'm like, I don't know. It probably wouldn't play. It wouldn't play all that well, because when people actually hear it, it won't be April Fool's Day. Yeah. I actually saw some tech companies pledging not to do April Fool's no, jokes. Why? Because I think if feels kind of contrived in oh. recent years or people are expecting it and mm-hmm. it's not really like a joke anymore. So maybe anymore. that's the April Fool's joke and then they'll actually do it. Well, like there's all the Google ones and people yeah. always say, well, what's what's the Google one Amber today? Amber said there or... was a Google one today that was something with your calendar. Like you yes. play like a game or something yes. and then your calendar disappears. Your events just fall <laughs> off your calendar, which would be kind of nice actually. Oh God, not this week. I don't know which way's up this week. Yeah, okay. All right, so... Let's get started. News and follow up. Yes. So this is interesting because we, I fell in love with Priority Drive and we shared it on the podcast, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like a month ago, right? Correct. And then uh, we were in a team meeting uh, last Friday and Priority Drive disappeared for all of us. It did. (laughs) Yeah. Just like that. I'm just like that. It was just gone. Uh Uh-huh. But apparently it's coming for everyone. Right. Yeah, so Google did release this blog post saying, work smarter with the new priority page and drive. And that was what Mindy was talking about when we had the beta release of it. Right. And we were trying to give you guys an inside and track. And it wasn't last week. It was like three weeks ago. Okay, Jeez, yeah. Did yeah. I say last week? No, I did. Okay. Gosh, my... Di- oh, okay. Yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry. Keep going. And the blog post at the bottom says, extended rollout, potentially longer than 15 days, starting March 18th. Um, scheduled release, um, which is not the rapid release people from April 1st, but we are rapid release. I yeah. feel like we should have had it by now. <laughs> I think we're in trouble because we shared it before we were supposed to share it. Maybe. And now they're like slapping our wrists. So have a look in your drive yeah, for that. Is it there? Tell us, people. Yeah, we would Do like to know. Do you have priority know. drive now? Because we don't. Yeah, I miss it. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I use start items. Mm-hmm. so much beforehand and then once i started using priority drive i stopped using star so now i don't know where anything is well i'm kind of curious if you know those workspaces and things you set up before yeah. if they're just gonna reappear oh, pop again back up. or if it's just gonna reset it and i think wipe it's gonna it. reset it yeah that's my guess i feel like that too but i you know bring it back <laughs> i'm missing it a lot priority drive priority it's drive, yeah. here kind of yeah so this was new to me, and I didn't click on your link because I just wanted you to explain it. What's going on with WeVideo and Google Docs? These two don't seem to go together for me in my head. I was like, oh, this is interesting. Well, I think they've always had this nice tie-in with Drive where you can pull your video over into WeVideo. Yeah. Um, they released a video where they've got this new feature where they call it uh, linked resources. Okay. And you know how when you're creating a video or something, you maybe have some a script together, mm-hmm. or maybe you storyboard it in Google Slides because that's so much better than drawings. Yep. Amen. And yeah. okay. all that We're stuff. We're going to come back to that. Yeah. I'm just going to gloss over that bit. <laughs> <laughs> all 
all of that stuff now you can um, bring in almost like Priority Drive. You make this little workspace where、oh. you can have connected files that are associated with your video project.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, they're also in your, your media bin. So you can have docs or slides or sheets. And if you want to. Collaborate on those, and you're working on the video, and maybe you make an edit, and you're like, Hey, I've、oh, yeah. done this, and you、yeah. can update the doc、like、inside a、sure. wee video, and then go back to your,、um, your script、huh. or your video. Interesting. And switch between those inside a wee video without switching tabs and stuff.、Um, so I think that's nice, but my suggestion I'd like to see, like, You know, like、uh, you have、um, your media bin up in the top left hand corner,、yeah. usually in your preview window over、yeah. on the right, and your、yeah. timeline on the bottom. Yeah. I want to see like a preview of the Google Doc、oh. in the top corner,、oh, yeah. and then preview the video over、sure. on the right and the timeline in the bottom. So if I'm doing like a voiceover or something, I can yeah, just read the script、right、inside a wee video.、Mm. So that's my feature suggestion. All right. For a wee video. Wee video, we know you're listening. Yeah. Jonathan Wiley has made a recommendation. I mean, it's a good first step. They're, they're、yeah. on that way.、Sure. It's all it in the same platform.、Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like a live preview. It's a good idea. Yeah, there you go. Something.、Um, so, this is new, I believe, right? The Translate and Google Sheets in the last three weeks? Yes. Right? Because Cece shared this too, I think. So, now within Google Sheets, they have a new、um, command called Google Translate. And you can translate. Like from Spanish to English. I don't know how you do it. I mean, the formula is here, and I've seen demos of it and a GIF of how to do it, but I haven't played with it at all. But、um, you cre- it looks like you create one column that might be、um, like your English word, and then your next column you would put in your formula for Google Translate, and then it will automatically translate it for you.、Um, And there's a couple, there's not a ton of languages, right? Does it、um, say anywhere? I believe in here? it's how many? Oh, 100. More than, more than 100. Yes, all the, languages, more than 100, yeah. all the languages supported by Google Translate can be used. Oh, sure. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Could you start your formula with equal Google Translate、uh-huh. and、uh, choose the cells you want? And what's fun is this is a blog post from、uh, Jake, Jake Miller, Miller. right?、Yep. You can just do it for the first one and then, you know, that drag down the corner、yeah, and、right. it will just do the rest of the column for you. Oh, wow. Listen to you. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. So, have, that does work.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like works like any other formula, I guess. I'm so tr- I'm trying to get, a neat little tool, right? I'm trying to get better at sheets. So、um, oh, what have you been working on? Well, it's good.、Doing? It's a long term goal, Mindy. Oh, so, like、um, me? Yeah, like learning how to write Python by the、yeah. time I'm forty. Okay, let's go with that. So we'll see how that goes. Like、yeah. a, like a year from now, <laughs> I'll meet maybe you in October. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you were super excited about this. Two new iPads from Apple. What's、yeah. up? I thought we'd mention them just because、yeah. it, they kind of fall in the budget of、um, what schools may want to look at.、Sure. And so there's that 329 iPad that、um, just iPad. is available for、mm-hmm. schools at $299, I think. Something like that, right? It's 9.7 inch screen.、Mm-hmm. Uh, they just redid the iPad mini. Oh. Which hadn't been updated for like three years or something. Sure. And now there's a brand new iPad mini out. It is $399. I know. $399 some... for a mini? Yeah. Huh. Okay. It's, it's actually spec'd up a little bit higher than the original iPad. Okay. It's got the same like processors as the iPhone XS and XS Max. Oh. Is it, it has, the same camera? It has better cameras than the original iPad. Mm hmm. 
uh, or the 9.7 iPad. It yeah. also got Apple Pencil support and things like that. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. I know some people think like like younger kids, uh, littles. Are they the called? littles. The littles, yeah. like the Don't smaller call them, yeah. device. Mm-hmm. Littles, yeah. Littles, like the smaller device sometimes. Yeah. So, and you know, it, it's available again. I wouldn't have told people to buy an iPad mini before because it's yeah, so old and yeah. not updated for so long. But mm-hmm. now it, they're bringing it right back up to nice. date. Okay. And they also... They revived the iPad Air. Okay. Do you remember? They had the iPad Air, then they had the iPad Air 2, and then that right. kind of got replaced by um, the iPad Pro. And yeah. So now they've got the iPad Air 3rd generation, which okay. is got like a 10 I point... I thought there was an iPad Air 3 either, was it? No. Okay. So this has got a 10.5-inch screen, uh, kind of the same as that old iPad Pro 10.5 had. Yeah. And also Apple Pencil support, and that's four ninety nine, which used to be like, that was the default price for yeah, iPads for way iPad. back when. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for something with a bit of a bigger screen and nice. a little bit more horsepower than the original iPad, mm-hmm. I think it just bridges the gap between the 9.7 sure. iPad and the Pros. Yeah. That was like a 329 to $799 gap before and yeah. now there's kind of that middle ground if you need just a little bit more mm-hmm. so yeah same specs as the ipad mini just bigger screen really yeah so Yay. there you go iPads. new ipads mm-hmm. but i've also got another apple follow-up which is oh. apple classroom now works with macs yeah i saw that which is kind of interesting i think because it yeah. came out and it used only supported ipads so this was and i, I keep meeting people like this saying we don't have uh Google Classroom, should I try Apple Classroom? And I'm like, yeah. no, it's a completely it's different thing. It's not the same thing. Not right. the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you can manage iPads, you can uh, see kids' screens, you can send links to the whole class at right. once, you can lock screens, you can mute screens, you can do all that stuff. How successful is it, though? Have you ever heard of a classroom that actually has no problems and it works really well? So when that first gets... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I usually hear there's like, well, there's this one iPad that won't right. connect or something, yeah. and I don't know why. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, then they brought out a Mac app that let you manage the iPads, and now you can manage Macs from either the iPad or the Mac. Hmm. So Interesting. Yeah, it's something. You could try it out and see if you can get it to work. Yeah, with. we'd love to hear if you're using it and using it well. Yeah. All right, so you, the well, the the world went crazy over remove.bg like a month ago, right? It was like the new hot tool. And, I think so. Um, we mentioned this before. So the cool thing about um, remove was that you take a picture of yourself and it would remove the background. So it was kind of like green screen, but without having to have a green screen, you could layer your image on top of another image. And now you're able to do not just people, but other things. Now I tried this the other day with mm-hmm. something else and it mm-hmm. didn't work. Oh, really? Yeah, so... Um, Amber and I are doing a wedding theme for our one-to-one presentation for Makey, Makey, and Scratch and about how you can marry the two together really well. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to take the background out of um, the image that she sent me of um, the Scratch Cat, which is the logo for Scratch. And it said, there's like nothing in this picture or something like that. I wonder I if that was be- interesting. I don't know if it's because it's a logo and it's not yeah. an actual real life If it's cartoony. Thing. Yeah. So. I think it's, it uses artificial intelligence to say, what do I know about objects and what right. they're supposed to look like? But it did do it for um, the Makey Makey character that she made. Oh, like really? Like she drew hair on it. It took, it cut the hair to everything. It was all mm-hmm. right there. It just p- pulled out the background, but not the scratch logo. Hmm. 
So I thought that was interesting. That is interesting. I, yeah. I tried it with like a, a picture, just a random picture of like a, it was a camera and it had a camera yeah. strap. And I was curious as to how well it would like go around the edges yeah. of the yeah. strap because it was mm-hmm. kind of thin on the picture. Yeah. Did a really nice job. Yeah. So. It's mileage, a really cool tool, I think. Yeah, I think so. Mileage mm-hmm. may vary, but um, if it can save you a trip to Photoshop or somebody yeah. who knows Photoshop, then more Use power. it. Yeah, do it. Yeah. And happy birthday to Gmail. Apparently it's 15 years old. I had no idea. I had no idea either, but there's yeah. a blog post on Google. It came out today. Hopefully it's not an April <laughs> it's Fool's. It's probably, yeah, it's <laughs> April Fool's. But yeah. it said it launched on April 1st, 2004. And if you click that link, you'll see a screenshot. <laughs> Your calendar will disappear. No, you'll see a screenshot of the original Gmail and what it looked like oh, wow. in 2004. Is it ugly? Yeah, it looks kind of, it looks like the web looked like in 2004, uh, I have yeah, to say. Click on I it mean, see what it looks like here. Did you ever see like um, in the run up? Oh yeah, yeah. Look at that. It's pretty. In the run up to Captain Marvel, they had like a Captain Marvel site that was themed around yes. like the nineteen nineties web yes. or something. It was awesome. So it's like that, I guess. You kind of forget like how crazy. You do. It was the wild west of the internet back then. Stuff all over the place. So there you go. Happy birthday, Happy Gmail. Happy birthday, Gmail. All right, up next, Surf to You Piping Hot. Our main course today is a freemium ed tech model. So Wiley and I spent a lot of time complaining, me particularly, I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but complaining about um, all of our ed tech services that are now requiring subscriptions or memberships or one-time purchases, all of those things. So we thought maybe we'd hash this out a little bit. Try and hash it out. Try and hash it out. I think it's a tricky conversation to have so i thought we'd start with i mean i don't want this to be like condescending but um i think there is this you know assumption that things are free and that we could have them for free sometimes and we don't always think about the associated cost with it right and i'm going to use our podcast as an example Mm -hmm. it's free for everyone to listen to we we don't have ads or anything else Mm -hmm. and so you guys can just consume as much of this as you want to but there are costs that are associated with producing this podcast and uh you know you mindy and i are talking into microphones now that we had to purchase for the podcast right and these are i think the second set of microphones we went through i'm looking at one of them actually on the table here we got a microphone museum yeah we started with some uh some Yetis, and then we moved up, and these microphones are plugged into an audio interface, right. which is plugged into my MacBook Pro, and mm-hmm. we didn't purchase the MacBook Pro for the podcast, but it's necessary yeah. right. for the podcast that we record. And we and pay for hosting. We and pay for hosting yeah. to upload the audio files. and Man hours. Yes, there's yeah. our time. Yeah, I mean, we right. are not paid to podcast at Grabwood. Well, I guess, I mean, are but, we? Well, I mean, I mean, we're not, let's yeah, say, like, an extra not professional. paycheck yeah, that we, I'm cashing. We'd probably be fired if we were. But, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's part of our time right. to, to mm-hmm. do that. Right. And uh, we enjoy doing that. Um, yeah. We're not doing this as a pitch to ask for money. But no. these are all no. costs associated with producing sure. something. And I guess if you are making some kind of service for teachers... I mean, if you can do all that for free, then more power to you. But yeah. at the end of the day, people have costs associated with the things that they yeah, do. Right. And that's why we end up having to think about paying for some of these things. Yeah, right. 
So um, it kind of makes me think, too, when you said that about, like, today's meat and how that was free for so long. And then that blog post came out from the guy. And he's like, I just can't afford to continue to host all of this. Yeah. Wasn't that in the upkeep of it and the troubleshooting? And it was also the GDPR stuff where oh, he would yeah, have to change right. his model right. in order to meet all this stuff. Right. And that would have cost him much more, more money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exactly that stuff. Yeah, and those and and the other thing I would say is that you have to remember that a lot of the tools that you've grown to um, love and maybe rely on were free to begin with because they want you to start to rely on some of those tools, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when they first get started, that's a great marketing tool is to get you in and using it, and being like, I can't live without this tool. I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah, and I'd say right? the other, the other side to that is. A lot of them will have started off with a much lower number of users. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then as they become popular, they have tons yeah. of users. And mm-hmm. then suddenly they need more bandwidth and more yeah. you know, storage. And yep. yeah, and that costs more money. Yeah. So I would say, first of all, if you're not using Google or, or utilizing all of the tools, tools in Google, those things are free, right? Your, your school doesn't pay for any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... One of the things that um, I find is that a lot of times when I'm working with teachers, they want to know what the latest tool is or the newest tool, or they're always looking for, um, you know, something new, something better. What I think is really important for us to remember is that those Google tools are free and they are very versatile and very flexible. And sometimes it's better to use a tool that you're very familiar with in a different type of way or trying to mold it to what you need because, first of all, it saves you time. It saves your students time because they're already familiar with that tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also free. Yeah, yeah. So finding ways to use those tools, I think. And there's there so many great Google tools that um, – so always start with what you already have and trying to use it in maybe outside-the-box ways, too, if you need to. Yeah, those tools are free. You don't have to relearn how to use them. Mm-hmm. You just need to think about – and they're not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, those Google tools aren't going For the most anywhere, part, yeah. Right? In- Except Priority Inbox or Priority Drive. Pri- inbox and Priority Drive. Yeah, yes. Right. <laughs> but, like, Docs isn't going away. Slides isn't going away. Yeah. Those. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's just a case of thinking about different ways to use the same tools. And that's why you follow lots of interesting people online and they'll give you ideas on how to use those tools differently if you right. read people's blog posts yeah. like here's how to use google slides for digital storytelling right was it created for digital storytelling no of course not it was created to do like powerpoint presentation right. type yeah. things right. but there is no reason why you couldn't use it by right. like resizing your slides to be letter sized or or mm-hmm. whatever else and mm-hmm. you guys have been making gifts with them yeah. and stop yeah. motion and all yep. kinds of other stuff different ways to use the tools you already have um, and if you're not sure, you know, ask around. Um, email Mindy. Yeah. No, I love that. That's yeah. my favorite thing to do is trying to figure out how to use a tool. I already have to, you know, do something that I need it to. But there there will come a time probably that there's something that you really need and Google, you can't make it work or the workaround is more complicated than it needs to be. Yes. You know. So that takes us to freemium tools of sorts, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going to bring up Seesaw because no Google tool really like that of sorts, right? Yeah. But what's great about Seesaw is that you can really get by 
I think, on using the free account, especially if you're just getting started. Eventually, if you get to the point where you really become a power user, then making that jump to um, you know, paying the $120 for the year or whatever is something that you might want to look into. But using that free account is pretty stellar. And there's other tools out there like that, too, that the freemium, the free part of those accounts are still pretty amazing. So remind me about the Seesaw payment structure. There's the free. Yeah. And then there's, is there one for teachers? There's one just for teachers, yep, which Mm -hmm. is $120 a year. I think it's still $120. Um, And then there's the school, um, you know, Seesaw for schools, which... All of our schools, you know, it's always a numbers game of how many students you have enrolled, but it's around $5 a student unless you get into really big school districts. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that's a good example of one of those tools where you you can do a lot for free. Yes. And if you need more, then you're probably just going to end up paying for more because... But you should never just hop into like a membership either unless you... No, I agree. yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these places have like, you know, one month free trial, but yeah. I feel like you need any more than a one month free trial. You yes. need an extended period of yeah, time sure. to look at something. And mm-hmm. I'd put probably, I know maybe you may disagree here, okay. but I'm going to put Canva in that yeah. bucket too, because I think there is still a lot you can do sure. for free. And I know there's stuff in there that you still have to pay for, but if yeah. you know where to go and find images and little graphics and yeah. things to bring in there bring instead in. of using yeah. theirs, yeah. there's still a lot you can do in Canva for free. And there's um, still a lot in, I mean, there's still images and stuff you can use in Canva, but they have really started to limit the amount of free images inside Canva. They have, I think. Yeah. yeah. But that's, again, that's the business model. Right, that's absolutely. what we were talking about before. Absolutely. There are costs associated and with And we use this. Canva enough that, I mean, we've kind of tossed around the idea of, do you think we really need to purchase an account, you know, yeah. and purchase the, pro, yeah, is it have. Pro? Is that what they call it, I think? Canva for work or, or Canva something for like for that. Business, or yeah, something yeah. like that. But yeah, Canva is a really great one. I think that you can definitely use and, and get away with, you know, without having to pay for stuff. Or the other thing about Canva that's kind of nice is that if you do find something that you can't live without, you can purchase just that one thing for like a dollar. Yeah, that's it. Which yeah. is kind of nice. You don't too. have to subscribe have to, right. to a plan or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've done that before. Pay like, as you oh, go. I have to have this image. Yeah. I'll pay the dollar. It's I fine. have to. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, oh, yeah, you have Canvas on here, which is good. There are, I mean, a lot of the LMSs out there do have um, free accounts for, like, solo teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing about it, though, and this is where then, you know, sometimes it's worth it to pay, is that your students have to re-log into your class. So if you're using Canvas and your students are logging in to your classroom, they have to log themselves out and then go down two doors down and log themselves into that teacher's class yeah. if they're also using Canvas. So that's where the pay structure is nice with Canvas is the students can get all of those things without logging out and logging back into a different class, and that gets kind of hairy. Yeah, I just feel like if you're in a district where um – they buy an LMS for the whole school, then yeah. that's great. But yeah. if they don't, and it's something and we do have you want to, districts like that, yeah, you know, that don't have a district standard. Yes, this is what we're using. Yeah, and if yeah. you just want to experiment, maybe you could, you know, put a case forward later on your behalf and yeah. say, "Hey, I've been using this with my kids mm-hmm. all year. This is what we're doing. This is how we organize all our stuff, mm-hmm. and and go from there." But yeah, you basically, I think, with a lot of those LMS things, you basically get access to all the 
all the tools and features. What right. you miss is things like that school-wide collaboration where you can right. move kids between different classes right. or have like a dashboard overview of kids across all subject areas right. and all that good stuff. And the SIS integration. And the SIS integration. That's a big... Yes. And once you become a power user, you're like, I have to have this part of it. Yes, I don't Just like being able to doing double entry double for my entry. grades. Yes. <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. What else out there? Freemium tools. I put formative oh, on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, have you seen that? You That formative assessment type yeah, thing? Yeah, I haven't looked at ever the paid part of it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so their paid element is um, for more district-wide kind of data where you can collaborate in teams and do common assessments. And I know we have a lot of schools looking at, you know, common formative assessments and things now. Um, you see the data for all the classes and all the students at one place. And you can have um, a content library that you can just have, like, for your school, like, um, if you want to create assessments and not have those necessarily public for the world, but mm -hmm. just for... I don't know, your team, then you can have those on there too. But kind of like those LMSs, kind of like Seesaw, if you just want to use it as a standalone for your right. class, data for your kids on the things that you're assessing them on, you don't really have any restrictions on like question types mm -hmm. or right. or anything right. else on there. Mm -hmm. It's it's all easy to get in and try for free. Yeah. And I think you the important thing to remember that if you are going to pay for something that I think – you kind of figure it out. Like I, I am using this and it needs to be something that's flexible in itself. So you don't, if you're purchasing something, want to purchase something. I don't think anyway, this is of course my opinion that is a very narrow use for mm -hmm. it. You know, you want something that you can use in a lot of different ways and a, um, that your students can maybe use as a creation tool too, or, you know, something that is going to be worth the funds that you have a hard time coming across yeah maybe right? not, not not something that you do on that one week every year right. on that one mm -hmm. unit that you think would be really it might yeah. be a great tool for that but yeah if you can make your money go further and use yeah. it a few times throughout the year then yeah that's more more bang for your buck right so i mean are we gonna bring up padlet sure we okay. can talk about padlet so again yeah yeah <laughs> So this is what's interesting to me about Padlet is you still get your two or three for free. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's two or three. It's somewhere in there. But they charge monthly, $12 monthly. Yep. Right? Or $100 for the year. Yeah. So how much do you have to use Padlet to really make that worth it? I mean, it is one of those tools that we were just saying, you know, don't buy ones that are too niche that you can only yeah. use in that one week a year. But it's one of those tools that you could use all the time if you yeah. really wanted to. Yeah. Um, and you can have a ton of them. And you can, yeah. And all of, I mean, it hosts your video, your podcasts, your, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's... You've got all the different templates yeah. and things you use on there. I mean, it was, it's hard to say. Yeah. No, no, and it's less than something like Seesaw, but it has yeah. a different purpose, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a real on-the-fence one, that it one, is. I yeah. think. It's expensive. Yeah. So, But, but what, what, yeah. Is, what is expensive? I don't know. I The thing about it is, like, when I um, – I had a very supportive school, obviously, but this would have been something that I would have purchased on my own, right? Yeah. So it does get to a point, I think, that – 
I'm definitely not encouraging teachers to, you know, spend their own money, but I know that you are out there. So isn't that some of it? Like, what am I willing to spend my money on? Mm -hmm. Who pays for it? Is it it the teacher? Is it the school? It should be the school. It should be the school. It should. But we know that that's not what's happening. I know. Right. Yeah. The principal's going to have 40 teachers coming to them with 40 different things that they all want to buy sort of thing. Right. You know, maybe that's... At some point, you look at that and you say, oh, well, I've got 10 teachers at one padlet. Maybe we should look at getting a a district-wide or a school-wide type of plan here or something like that. Right. Yeah. But there are other things out there, right, for you to – so one of the things that I would point out about Seesaw in particular, and I know lots of other tools have this because I actually came across another one that I'm going to share during Tech Nuggets, but that there are ambassadorships out there, and a lot of times it – um, like with Seesaw, to become an ambassador, you have to like watch a video and take a quiz, and then you have to um, sh- present to your, you know, school or district or whatever two times a year about Seesaw, and then you get your um, Seesaw Pro account for free. Mm-hmm. So it probably takes an hour to get that for that hundred and twenty dollars, right? To pay for your for your own personal Seesaw Pro. You're kind of working for Seesaw. I'm not yeah. working for Seesaw. <laughs> well, not you, but these people who are getting these are free... Are they? Su- Am I well, working for Seesaw? These people that are doing the free subscriptions are right. for themselves by right. jumping through a few hoops. But I don't and- think you... I mean, do you really become an ambassador for a product no. that you don't believe in anyway? No, I don't think so. Yeah. But, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, I don't I, know. I don't know. It feels like you're you're being compensated for your evangelism sure in some ways yeah i know i'm not saying that's good or bad yeah, i'm just right. saying you know but if it's a tool you really believe in you'd be sharing it anyway mm-hmm. right you would be it's that's, yeah that's true i don't know you might as well get something out of it yeah so i know when i was in the classroom i maybe this is just because it was a long time ago but yeah. <laughs> i used to get given like a budget of money each year that yeah. i would spend at the start of the year and maybe you were the same mm-hmm. or i would buy like cardstock and I would buy like I don't know pencils and all the materials and things that I thought I'd need for the year Mm -hmm. and I had to choose from this big stationery catalog type of deal or order from Staples Mm -hmm. and get all that stuff in and I wonder now if we should be like thinking okay you've got that budget for like hard materials stuff but then you know we need like a What's your digital subscription yeah, budget? Right. Yeah, And, you know. Or is I, anybody doing out that? I'd be really interested from our listeners. Like, is anybody doing that out yeah. there? Like, are there any schools that have something that you're like, yeah, my school does a really great job. We get a budget of. X amount for this, yeah. X amount for mm-hmm. that. And that would be an How interesting thing. How are you guys handling that? We want to mm-hmm. know. So, but also, of course, like your APT, PTA, PTO, whatever initials you use it for your parent-teacher organization. Um We've had, you know, just today you had a request that somebody somebody wanted to see um, the snap circuits from a PTA or whatever Mm -hmm. they call themselves. Um, Also, because we're in Iowa and Ashton Kutcher is like an amazing Iowan. Yes. He comes in like every couple of years and swoops up all of the Iowa Donors Choose projects out there and just pays for all of them. So Donors Choose in itself is a great um, program, I think, because you can share that on social media and ask people to... Um, but you hear about that sometimes, like, you know, people with 
endless amounts of money coming in, swooping in and saving the day on donors choose. So that's another good spot too. You just have to get lucky sometimes. It happened to yeah. me when I was a teacher. It was U.S. Cellular swooped oh, in and fun. paid some. So yeah, they paid for my iPod touchies. Oh, nice. <laughs> See, but like, was it like Christmas or what? Yeah, it was. It yeah. felt like it yeah. for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then here in Cedar Rapids, anyway, we when I was teaching, there this tech company no longer exists, but they had um, uh, grants that you could write every year and um, super simple. And they were just like handing money out for technology. You just had to apply for mm -hmm. it, you mm -hmm. know. So sometimes it's just about finding your local businesses that are willing to support you or have a, you know. They've yeah. got some skin in the game, too, for those kids. So well, I think Rockwell Collins does that yeah. now with their employees. I've worked with... Um, people like at the Sea Rapids Homeschool yeah. where one of their parents uh, work there and they have this program for employees basically where they say if your kids go to a school that is in need of money for something, yeah. write up this little proposal, yeah. why you would want it and what they would do with the money and mm -hmm. give it to us and we'll look at it and yeah. they, they basically review and yeah. uh, offer out grants for schools as well, yeah, which is nice. good PR for them too. Yeah, so you just have to find the right people, I guess, mm -hmm. their best recommendation. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's one of those things that I think people are being realistic enough that you're going to have to pay for some of these things yeah. sometimes. There mm -hmm. are services out there that go beyond what you get for free with your Google tools or your yeah. Microsoft tools. And that if you uh, need something like that, you just got to weigh up the pros and cons, try those free trials. Yeah, and use the free trials for sure. Use them for as much as you can before you have to pay for this stuff. But mm -hmm. then, you know, think about how is this impacting the the teaching or the learning yeah, in, right. your, in your classroom and uh, and go from there and think about ways that you can fund it, whether it's going in to see your principal, <laughs> yeah, right. going to donors choose, going to see the PTO yeah, right. or paying for it yourself. Yep. All right, so up next, my favorite part of the show is Tech Nuggets. All right, so um, I actually have two Tech Nuggets from the same place. This was a podcast I had not heard of before called Got Teched. Okay. Um, I didn't read it or what, listen to it. However, they have a nice job with their show notes. And so I don't know how I came across it. I'm like, oh, what's this? So both my tech nuggets come from Nick Johnson's Got Tech podcast. It's actually episode 29. So if you wanted to go and actually listen to it, because they did this really cool thing, Wiley. I thought you'd like it, although I don't know that you know much about basketball. But March Madness. We've yeah. had this discussion before, right? Uh -huh. March Madness. I'm there's brackets. The you mm -hmm. pit teams against each other. Okay. So what they did was um, – I. I'm going to probably goof this up, but I think they took 40 tools um, and then you got to draft 40 tools. So there was three guys on this show. Yeah. They drafted which tools they wanted to um, pit against each other in this March Madness kind of brackety sort of thing. Um, so what I came across in their show notes, things I was just looking at the tools, was this thing called, and I think it's called Edgy. Okay, so it is um, it is a way for you to allow your students to annotate on top of text or images. 
um, as a class, and uh, you can have different kinds of commenting, which I really liked because I thought this was great for younger students. They have emoji commenting, and one of their suggestions then for some of our younger students or even older students too, everybody loves an emoji, was that as a class you decide what emojis mean what. So if I'm reading something, I can choose my specific emoji, which is coded within my class. So when my classmates see my emoji, they know that um, this was a spot where it addressed setting or something or character development or something like that. So there was um, emoji commenting, text commenting. You can have audio commenting, which is built in, which is nice. And then also threaded comment replies. There's also heat vision. So you can take a look at it and see where um, the text is getting the most traction with your students or is receiving the most action of sorts, which is kind of neat too. Um, And the students can view that heat vision too. So they can um, go to specific parts and see uh, you know, where their classmates are spending the most time or, or stuff like that. So I thought this was kind of a neat tool, one that I hadn't seen before. Um, you get two active readings at a time with the free account. However, um, I saw that once I signed up for the f- account, I could refer people Um, so that they could purchase the Hero account for 20% off. So I don't really know if that means anything to anybody, but um, I have a link there of how to... um, So if you do purchase it, I don't know how much it was because I wasn't obviously going to pay for it, but but it was kind of an interesting little tool, one that I hadn't heard of before. So Edgy, and I think their Twitter handle is at Edgy Notes, to be honest. I don't think it's just Edgy, but it's E-D-J-I. It's kind of a fun spelling. That is definitely a new one for me. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so for my tech nugget, I'm going to share something called K20 Learn Strategies. Okay. Which is from the University of Oklahoma. And I found this uh, via Tony Vincent. So it dropped into my Twitter feed. I think he's using this with his students. And... It reminded me of some of the things that you and Gina have been doing recently with your instructional strategies for Hattie. And I'm not saying these are necessarily going to be all ones that are on his list, Mm -hmm. but it's just fun little uh, instructional strategies you can use uh, in your class. You can sort them by small group, whole class, or individual, and by how much time it takes to complete each strategy. So um, there's one here that's like called 321. This short Mm -hmm. writing activity helps students summarize their understanding of material, evaluate their understanding for gap in knowledge, and communicate this with their teacher. You basically give them um, uh, a prompt Mm -hmm. and they say three things that they learned, two questions they still have, and one thing that they found interesting. And it's just a little short, easy, interesting strategy you can use. They've got anchor charts, they've got um, circle maps, they've got Mm -hmm. collaborative word clouds, they've got, I don't know, I think there's 115 There is a ton of stuff on here. Yes, ton of here. So if you're just thinking new ways you want to try and approach or tackle uh, text or um, strategies. If you're for tired your of using elbow buddies, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're turning talk Turn partners talk. and all those. So they've got stop and jot. I don't even know what yeah. some of these are. Window yeah. notes. Mm-hmm. 115 to choose from here. You can dig in and 
find some new ideas for teaching topics in your classroom. Yeah, it's a good one. Thank you. But well, thanks, Tony Vincent. Yeah, and the University of Oklahoma. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. My next tech nugget is from this Got Tech podcast. It is the Gifit Chrome extension, and what the Gifit Chrome extension does is um, it becomes like an add-on tool in your YouTube. And it allows you to create a GIF of um, a section of the YouTube. Are you looking at my GIF? Like, what is this? Yes, yeah. it's Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so it allows you to make a GIF of either, um, has to be at least four seconds long, up to 10 seconds. You choose the time stamp of how, where you want that GIF to start and where you want it to end. And it just pulls it for you, allows you to download it. And you can drop it into your Google Doc or your slides or wherever. So one of the conversations that we did have as a team, because I was like, well, how legal is this, right? Can you really pull a GIF from a YouTube video that doesn't belong to you? So first of all, you could pull a GIF from a video that does belong to you. Secondly, um, if it's within your classroom and as long as you cite what video that came from, we thought that you'd probably be okay. You probably shouldn't use a GIF from a YouTube video that you don't own and like send that puppy out on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So um, within your classroom, it's fine. Make sure you still cite it. Um, but to the world, probably not your best choice. So just a little asterisk on that nugget yeah. there then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just something that probably needs to be said. All right. Good. Okay. My last one will be a short one, although I do have a bonus nugget. I'm just going to tease <laughs> that right now. Um, my second nugget is called Backpack Studio, okay. which is an app that used to be called Boss Jock Studio. And you and I were out recently at uh, high school doing podcasting with kids. Yeah. And we were showing them Anchor and how to get started with podcasts in yeah. terms of scripting and planning one out. Yep. And then recording and, and sharing them. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought this was an interesting app because what it lets you do is it's kind of an all-in-one studio type of thing. It doesn't let you publish and share them with the web, but, you know, this is a... Spoiler, or nobody really cares probably, but when we do our podcast, we record the audio, and then I'll go back later, and I will add the music at the beginning and the end and right. in between, yep. and, and put those things in there. With the Backpack Studio, you've got like a little soundboard where you can start recording your podcast, it will record it on your mobile device, and then you can tap like intro music, intro music. and it will play oh. the intro music, and you can just talk at the same time. You don't have to like time or nice. judge it and nice. put it in afterwards mm -hmm. and things like that. And when you start talking, it will automatically duck the music down underneath you and make it quieter in mm -hmm. the background, so you don't have to do mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And editing, if you want to talk over music, you can have uh, sound effects queued up to go, like applause or laughter or horns and stuff like that. In the settings, there's all kinds of fun stuff like mic compression and low-cut filters and other technical stuff that you might think, hey, this, well, this is kind of interesting. You get There's a little notepad as well there, so you can have notes while you're recording. So the files that you bring in can come from um, your device, they can come from Dropbox, you can record sounds and make those just appear at different times, you can bring them in from Google Drive. So just a fun app um, that you could explore and experiment with. It's not a free app, but it offers some nice How much did you say tools. it was? Did you I say? did not say how much it was. It's not a cheap app. It's no. nine ninety nine. You spent ten dollars on an app. 
Well, holy the, shnikes! The developer contacted me、oh, on Twitter and said, "Hey,、sure. would you, hey, Doctor Wiley, would you be interested in taking a look at my app? Here's a code if you are interested." And I said, "Sure, I'll take a look at it." So this is not a paid endorsement or a sponsorship. This is just my opinion from playing and trying the app. Sure. Then you were giving me a hard time for selling seesaw before. All right, it's fine. Hey, do you want to see my bonus nugget just for fun? Oh yeah, I can't. <laughs> click I on can't that. Wait,、okay. click on that link. Yes, there's, there's a website I came across randomly on the web. It's nothing to do with on anything. On the black web. Yeah, the, the dark, dark the dark web, <laughs> if you like. Yeah, it's called thispersondoesnotexist.com. Okay. okay, so you click on it and you see a picture of a person, right? Yes. Refresh the page. This is super weird. Okay, what's going on with his hair? Who's that? So these people. Do not exist. An artificial intelligence machine、okay. is creating faces of people. Like, are they taking different attributes of other people, and then they're just making a person out of like five different people? I don't like, know. What's well? That's why I'm wondering. Like, because the pictures themselves don't seem quite. Right, yes. Like if you look at them, yes. So that's what I'm wondering. Like, are they pulling images from other places? You'll sometimes see little strange blurry effects or something on things, but these are not real people. These are just random computer-generated faces of humans. I think that's kind of a weird but、oh, fascinating thing at the same time. Kind of terrifying, <laughs> isn't、too. it? I don't understand what's happening. I want to know how they're creating them, but this blog post is super long. So there you go. This person does not exist. dot com. If you want to、Weird. see a person that does not exist, that's the website for you. What were you looking at that you came across that? People were tweeting that out and、They、saying,、were? "Look at this! Isn't it amazing that computers can do this today?" And I'm like, "I don't think it is." Okay. I think it's weird. I think they're pulling those from some, so like you could come across your own eyes on there. You think so? Yes, I do. It's not right. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> So,、um, one thing before we sign off, did、yeah. you see that novel effect? Kind of、um, people were using it from when we shared it. Yes, of, yeah, people kind of have、fun. been using was, novel, and they're、effect. really fun tweets too. It sounds like people are really enjoying it.、So. One of those people were me. You did. I used it, and I tweeted out. That, did you tag、um, me in it? I didn't. No. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Should I have tagged you? No,、it? but I didn't see it. I was using it one night with my son. I thought I'd try it out on、yeah. him and let him see it. We have quite a lot of the books that they、oh, yeah. have in their catalog、yeah. there, and、There's、I thought a lot of classics, right? Browsing、like, through, thinking, yeah, yeah, we have that one. And、yeah. one of them was,、um, and it was how does dinosaurs say good night? And we read that, and I just、yeah. tweet, I tweeted out, hey, our bedtime story tonight was this. Yeah. And the creator of Novel Effect happened to see it. And oh yeah. He lives over in like、uh, Seattle, Washington,、yeah. I think, and he said, "Oh, well, I think we'll just do the same thing." And he oh, took some、cute. pictures of him、yeah. and his kids reading the same oh, book,、awesome. and、uh, tweeted some other pictures of them like crawling around the floor and all the other stuff. Oh, sure, so,、right. but、um, yeah, they are very active on social media. They they love to hear that people are using their service. Yeah, and,、uh, they are very active because like everything that's been. Like we had a tweet from Heather Love Fleck,、um, and she had also read How Do Dinosaurs Say Good Night with her daughter, and she said that she loved it. It's a really good one. Yeah, the audio is good on it.、Um, and you know, Novel Effect retweeted that and stuff, and actually added more to the tweet I think than when they responded. And so they, it's it's just a fun, it's just a fun app. So if you ha- still haven't tried it out, take a look. And thank you, Heather, for letting us know.、And、I feel like there were some other people, but I don't. 
I don't have those other tweets at my fingertips right now. So, but yeah, thanks for, it's always fun to hear from our listeners to know that they're trying stuff. Take his own, Mindy. All right. <laughs> I am at Team Carney on Twitter and Jonathan is at Jonathan Wiley. Our team account is at D-L-G-W-A-E-A and you can use our hashtag EdTechTakeout to take the show. If you prefer, you can send us an email to podcast at GWAA.org. So until next time. This has been the EdTech Takeout. We hope it hit the spot. For more information on today's episode, please visit dlgwaea.org slash podcast.